Would you like to learn how you can actually want the things that God wants? Have you found it difficult to experience a, actually to enjoy the things that you believe God is calling you to do? Sometimes you know what God wants you to do, but you know that what you want to do and they're totally different. And sometimes you might find yourself trying to force yourself, like asking like, how can I, how can I make myself do something I don't want to do? And it's just so difficult, but I know I should. And I, I can't get it out of this guilty conscience. And I, I want to, I want to change, but I find it so hard to do the right thing. What if doing the right thing could become easier than actually doing the wrong thing? What if you could learn a way, a system that you can turn those things that are disagreeable duties into delightful duties, things that you enjoy, that you love doing, and you just can't wait to take part in. This is what we're going to be looking at in this video today. My name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify the unique talents and to dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social so you can get more messages just like this one. So how can we get ourselves to do things that God wants us to do. First of all, um, we have to look at the desires that God has. Sometimes the desires of God doesn't really align with our desires, but um, sometimes we feel like uh, I, I think one of the one of the the limiting beliefs or the myths that prevent us from um, experiencing this joy and the pleasure in the things that God um, has in store for us is that we believe that it's selfish to ask for what we want. We believe that it's wrong to actually um, do things that we enjoy or that we want to, or that somehow if it's pleasing, it's not good. And, uh, and this, I believe, is one of the things that prevents people from experiencing the freedom and the joy that they can find in serving Christ. Because friends, serving Christ is one of the most joyful things that we could possibly have. In Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 23, the Bible says, the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. I really like uh, Psalms 37 verse 4. The Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So God actually shows in Psalms 37 4 that God wants to give you the desires of your sanctified heart. He wants to give you what you want. It's not wrong to ask for the things that you want when your desires are in harmony with the desires of God, when you want what God wants. So a lot of times, like if you're watching this, then chances are you want to obey God. You want to follow his plans and something in you tells you that God's plan for your life is better than what you understand that, or maybe like for me, I was I was really struggling and for so many years I was making so many mistakes and pushing people away that I wanted to bring closer and I was I was just I couldn't get a grip of myself and I didn't like who I was. In fact I, I hated myself, I hated others, and I was just so full of anger and resentment and unforgiveness and it's like I, I didn't want to even live. Like I, I I was just so miserable and then it got to a point where I hit rock bottom and I was just like, what I'm doing is not working. And I realized that it's time for me to do something different because the definition of insanity, Einstein says, is expecting 
uh, to doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I was going insane. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I want something different. I need something different because if I keep going down this route, I'm going to die. I can't live like this. Um, and I started to realize, you know, I heard that God had a plan for my life. I heard that he, he has a thought of peace and not of evil. And, and that if I accept him in my life, then there's, there's a joy, there's a peace that I could experience that I haven't had before. And I'm like, I need that. I want that. And so I was willing to realize that whatever I'm doing is not working and I'm willing to try something else, anything. I've, I've tried relationships, I've tried drugs, tried alcohol, partying, friends, video games, food, tried so many different things and they were just not working. And I wanted to change from those bad habits and do something that matters, make a difference, be good, be kind, be nice, and have a relationship with a loving savior. And I knew that sin was separating me from God, so I wanted to get sin out of my life. I wanted to do the right thing, but sometimes, Doing the right thing was hard. And uh, what I began to realize is um, one of the things that makes it hard is that we're so focused on, on the, the pain of doing the right thing. And like when we ask about, um, when, when we ask, a, when, when we think about doing the right thing, we think about what we're going to lose. Like for instance, let's say exercise. Exercise is something that um, in times past, I used to not like doing it. I played a lot of video games. I was 210 pounds. I was, uh, I was the second fattest kid of an elementary school of about a thousand students when I was, when I was 12 years old. And um, I didn't like to exercise. And um, when I thought to exercise, I often thought about, what am I gonna lose? What am I not going to be able to do? Maybe I'm gonna lose time, or maybe I think of the pain of the hurt that I'm going to go through because it's gonna that it, it's gonna hurt when I exercise and I associate I focused on all these uh, obstacles when I thought about doing the right thing I knew exercise was good I know eating right was good but the uh, the just by how I use my focus it I talked myself out of it and how many times are are, are you are we talking ourselves out of doing the right thing just by focusing on the problem, have you ever noticed that what you focus on grows? And by focusing on the problem, it just seems like we can turn molehills into mountains of difficulty and they seem so intense. But you know, the same thing that just by shifting our focus, we can actually turn mountains of difficulty into molehills just by asking, by shifting our focus. And one thing that I realized was really helpful is instead of looking at what I was losing, like I'm losing time when I exercise, ask what am I gaining when I exercise? Just change our question, you could change your life. And the truth is, the quality of your life comes down to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And if you ask a lousy question, what kind of answer do you think you can get? A lousy one. So if you ask a great question, what do you think um, you're gonna get you're gonna get a great answer. So a lousy question would be like, okay How do I make myself do something that I don't want to do? That's a lousy question. You're gonna get a lousy answer You're not likely going to do some force yourself to do something you don't want to do a better question is how can you 
want, how can you want, how can you enjoy doing the thing that God wants you to do? How can I align my desires with the desires of God? Because the verse we read in Proverbs 11:23 23 is that the desire of the righteous is only good. What if, how can we learn to change our desires, change what we want to do, so we no longer want sin, but we want righteousness? We desire righteousness. That's a better question. And the way we do it is by focus. Because the law of focus states that what you focus on, you find. Matthew 7, 7. What you focus on grows. Galatians 6, 7. What you focus on changes you. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. And what you focus on, you ultimately feel. And um, sometimes we don't feel like obeying God. But a lot of times it's where our focus is. If you're focusing on loss, if you're going to feel hurt. You're going to feel pain. You're going you're gonna to want to avoid that pain and go to somewhere more comfortable. Um, and it might be comfortable in our sins or the pleasures of sin for a season or temporary satisfaction. But the problem with that is if you put your happiness in temporary things, your happiness will be what? Temporary. So if you put your happiness in eternal things, then you'll be able to experience, as Psalm 1611 says, that at thy right hand is fullness of joy, and in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's actually pleasurable to do the right thing. It's pleasurable to serve God. And you know, sharing with others what God has shared with me, there's no greater joy that I've ever experienced. There's nothing more pleasurable that I've ever found than seeing lives like really transform and drastically shift for eternity. That is something that is very pleasant. And um, you can have ever-increasing joys where each day could be better than the last in Christ. Um, and it's just an amazing thing. But it comes down to changing our questions, asking better quality questions. So one of the questions, like if I want to exercise and I want to change my focus from loss, I have to ask, what am I gaining from this experience? And maybe I'm gaining, maybe I'm gaining clarity or focus, or maybe I'm gaining strength, or maybe I'm gaining uh, mobility or being able to breathe better, whatever my challenge may be. That is something, if I'm focused on gain, then I'll enjoy it. If I'm focusing on loss, then I'll avoid it. And I'll, I'll tend to procrastinate doing the right thing. Or I mentioned that um, I was, I'd focus on the pain. So sometimes, um, like when we exercise, it hurts, right? But if we change the meaning that we attach to that pain, that meaning to me might be like, oh, because it hurts, therefore um, that means I should stop. Or because it hurts, that means it's hurting me. Or because it hurts, that means it's like, oh, that's my body saying, don't do it. Um, and it's like whatever, how I interpret that pain is going to drastically influence whether I want to do that or not. So by asking a different question or, or changing my beliefs about that, because all behavior is belief driven. When you come down to it, every behavior we do is based on the belief that we have. If you change your be belief about the pain of exercise, you will change your behavior. So that now what I did to start to enjoy exercise and love it is change the meaning I, I put to the pain, where now I realize, well, that, that pain is actually weakness leaving my body. Literally, physically, physiologically, that pain is muscles that are breaking down so they could build up stronger than ever before. That pain is actually my, my muscles getting stronger. And, and when I begin to realize that, 
that 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 pain is a blessing that it's a joy it's good because and start realizing like I can look at the pain of exercise and talk myself out of it but here's a better question what is the pain of um, inactivity what is the pain of inaction the pain of not exercising oh my back my my back starts hurting my my lungs I'd have a hard time breathing um, when I was overweight the pain of of, of uh, my, my thoughts not being able to think clearly or not being able to focus and the pain of just people making fun of me and being bullied as, as an overweight uh, pre-teenager and it's like that, that stuff hurts but you can look at the pain of action of exercising or you can look at the pain of inaction ask yourself what is the pain of not doing it when you change that question oh it opens up powerful things so it might be it might be uh, it might be with your relationships it might be with your finances it might be with your health it might be whatever it might be um, ask yourself if you're if you see that there's something God's calling you to do and you're struggling to do it or enjoy or want to do it ask what is the pain of inaction changing your your question changes your focus and then you can start to actually like whoa it, you get it gets to a point where inaction not doing the right thing becomes more uncomfortable than actually doing the right thing how would you like to do that how would you like it where it's actually more uncomfortable to stay in sin than it is to do the right thing that is what i believe god's plan is purpose for all of us and i know that because uh, the 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 epistle of john it says that this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous to us that doing the right thing doesn't have to be like a daunting galling yoke that it's so uncomfortable but we can actually enjoy it so this is another question that i love to ask and this is so helpful for me to actually want to do the things that i know god wants me to do and that is to ask the question what would this look like if this was easy and I enjoyed the process of doing it. Now exercise might not be something that I enjoy or something that feels good at first. Now it does, I love it, but it wasn't always like that. So if I have to ask the question, what would it look like if this was easy and I enjoyed the process of doing it? Maybe I can think of what is something that I really enjoy? What is something I like to do? And maybe if I could do that in harmony with, with what, I, what, what I want to do that I don't enjoy, and if I can mix these together, I can enjoy the process of doing that thing that right now I find difficult. So for exercise, I like going outside. Do you like going outside? What if whatever the thing is, like think of something difficult. Think of something hard that you've been procrastinating that you know that God is convicting you to do. And then if you do this, it's going to make a difference. It's going to, it's going to make it be a turning point. It might be a conversation. It might be an action. It might be some uncomfortable action. It might be uh, making a decision and you know you've been procrastinating it. Think of one thing, just one. And ask like, what would it look like if it was easy and you enjoyed the process of doing it? And for me, I realized that, okay, if I did it outside, I would enjoy it a lot more than indoors. And if I, if I did a digestion walk after I eat, that seems like a logical place because I'm not going to be able to be very productive trying to work on uh, whether it's brain, brain work if I am digesting food. So exercise, whether it's outdoors or in the yard or going for a walk. So I'm like, okay, let's say I go for a walk. It's like, I don't like walking without a purpose and it just seems kind of 
boring. So how could I enjoy the process of this? I'm like, oh, I like talking to people. I like conversations. It's like, hmm, what if I um, started making phone calls after on my digestion walk? When I'm after lunch, I can make phone calls for a half an hour because honestly, I don't like. I'm I'm not a big fan of phone calls. That's my one of my least favorite ways to communicate. I'd rather um, text or do video or do something, but I'm not a big fan of phone calls. But I have to do phone calls in order to reach win souls for Christ and interact and coach and work with people in the ministry. And so I'm like, I don't particularly enjoy phone calls, but I like talking to people. I don't particularly enjoy exercise, but when I put them together, it becomes more enjoyable. So now my digestion walk is a time where I, where I talk on the phone and I have important meetings and I speak to people and I get things done. So doing it outside, doing it with others and doing it after lunch, I found that that was like, that's what it looked like. And it became easy. I enjoyed the process of doing it. I look forward to the conversations that I have scheduled to, to have with them. And I was like, oh, then things that were so difficult that I know God was convicting me and go do this. I was able to start to do it and uh, not procrastinate and do it consistently, habitually, where as a habit, righteousness becomes easy. That which is difficult at first through repetition becomes easy. It's just like a, a muscle. It gets stronger the more that you use it. So think of that thing that you've been avoiding, you've been procrastinating, that one thing that you know is difficult, but you know it's going to make a big difference if you could just muster the strength to do it and ask, what can what would it look like if doing that thing was easy and you enjoyed the process of doing it would you do it outside would you listen to music while you're doing it would you would you involve other people involve someone else would someone be able to support you as you're doing it maybe hold you accountable or what what would that look like would you be in your special spot do you have a place that brings you peace and joy and and excitement and that you just like better would you change the environment what what it what could you what would it look like if it was easy and you enjoyed the process of doing it when you change your question you can change your life and things that become so daunting and difficult can become delightful and encouraging and you can't wait to take part in that and doing the thing that you know god is calling you to do so some of these questions i found to be extremely helpful and the promise that that i really like is in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And it's set, uh, I'm sorry, 1 John 5 verse 14. It's actually a scripture song. So I will try to sing it to you. Uh, we'll see if my voice doesn't crack. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us, he heareth us, if we ask anything according to his will. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. 1 John 5.14 If we ask anything according to His will. I love this scripture song because it really shows us that whatsoever we that that we desire of him that means the desire is what you want it's not selfish to ask for things that you want that if you want to um, if you want to exercise that's a good thing it, you can ask for the things you want if 
it's according to his will. In other words, the desire of the righteous is only good. You, your sanctified heart only wants the things that God has promised. When you ask for things that God has promised, you can have a confidence, you can have a, a surety, a certainty that you're asking according to His will because the Word of God promises, it has spoken. And therefore, when you're praying for the things that God has asked of you, all His biddings are enablings. Every command contains or implies a promise that God will equip you, He will strengthen you to accomplish that which God has called you to do. And um, it is so encouraging when we realize this, it changes things. And you can begin to actually, it changes your desires. You begin to desire what God desires. You begin to want what God wants just by asking the different questions. And friends, um, if, if you thought that these questions have been helpful, if you realize that um, asking like, what is the pain of inaction? Or what would this look like if it was easy and I enjoyed the process of doing it? What am I gaining through this experience? What, what am I learning through this experience? If you found these questions to be helpful um, in this, um, I have this Live Your Calling Daily Account book, and this is a book designed to help you to ask those questions that shift your focus. Ask the questions on a daily basis so that you can start living your calling and that you can turn mountains of difficulty into molehills by asking the Lord the questions that can change circumstances, that can change the quality of your life. Because here we'll give you questions like what we shared and more that will help you to overcome the difficulties, to want what God wants for you, and so you can consistently make right doing habitual, where you can have those habits that lead you to Christ-like character and behaviors that, that set you up for really, truly fulfilling your calling in life. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in grabbing a copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book, all you have to do is go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book, and you can grab your copy today. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book, and you can order yours today. I'm so blessed and, and grateful that you took the time to watch this video. I pray that this has been a blessing. If it has, let me know in the comments below what question really stood out to you. What question do you see yourself going to try next time? And let me know what is a difficult thing that you've been struggling with that you want to change and how has this, this video helped you. I look forward to reading your comments. I read all of them. I'm excited to hear from you. And remember, friends, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.